powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Hey, Oilers fans. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Looks like there's 15 of you watching now. Uh, the Oilers win 7-4 over the Vegas Golden Knights. Phenomenal game. We'll get into all that and more. The Oilers played outstanding. I thought one of their best efforts of the season. Obviously, Vegas potted four, so there were... A few, a few things we have to discuss. Obviously, it wasn't a clean, a fully clean game by any metric, but man, did the Oilers come into Vegas and absolutely give them a drubbing. What's up in chat? If you're watching right now, there's not, usually there's more going on in chat right now. Say what's up. How's it going? How's everyone doing this night? Obviously, another late game. I hope this is the last eight o'clock start because man, these are just killing me. Um, but yeah, no, it's me, just me, no Dennis, no Avery. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, this was an awesome game. Awesome game. MGD, welcome back. Thanks. Great win. Uh, Dreamsman, thanks for coming back. This channel is more ads than content now. More ads. We run one 30-second ad, not even 30-second, one 15-second out of the beginning of the video, and then Dennis and I usually go for almost an hour. The Big Bear 8 was a fun game. Absolutely was a fun game. By the end of the third period, by the end of the first period, I was a little worried. I was like, oh man, this could go either way. Um, yeah, it was such a quick start to the game. Such a quick start. For some reason, Jay Woodcroft elected to start with the fourth line in at the start of every single period. It was uh, Drysaddle flanked by both Costin and Derek Ryan, which I thought was a unique choice on his on his part. I wasn't 100% sure the rationale behind that decision, but whatever they did tonight, it clearly seemed to work. Uh, they, first of all, are a much better 11-7 team. So D Stuart Skinner back in net, obviously, is a back-to-back. -back. Vegas starting Jonathan Quick. They make the switch up in the top six because Kane and Yamamoto both struggled very much last game. This game, they put them with Dreisaitl, put Nugent Hyman back with McDavid, and the Oilers offensively were off to the races tonight. Uh, and then Broberg obviously gets back in the game as the Oilers end up going 11-7. and seven. Uh, Yeah, so fourth line starts. Early on, though, right off the jump, uh, the Oilers are going to look for a breakout. Nugent Hopkins passes a bobbling puck to Connor McDavid. He can't pick it up cleanly. It bounces right to Marcheseau alone in the slot, who slips it five-hole first shot on goal, for, first goal for Vegas, right? So that's a weird one. Yeah, it's one you, you, you would like, ideally, Stu to make the save. It was a five-hole goal. It was a nice shot and, and a wide-open chance in the slot. Uh, that kind of came about relatively quick from Marsha. So, so you don't, I, I can't fault Skinner 100% on that one, but we're going to definitely talk about Stuart Skinner because it's a really, really, really weird game for Stu. He allowed four goals, but he still seemed relatively solid. But the thing is, Vegas didn't get many shots. And when they did get shots, they were, I want to say, decent opportunities. I mean, I, mean, I guess Vegas, Vegas... 
uh, had nine high danger chances. It looks like they had, according to Natural Statric, it says they had three in each period. So, yeah, no, it, it's really unique. I'd love to know in chat what you guys thought of Stuart Skinner's play tonight. But, yeah, right after that, Jonathan Quick comes out, robs Leon Drysaddle with the paddle, just sticks it out in the air. Drysaddle shot shooting at a wide open net, and, of course, he hits the two inches that is in Jonathan Quick's stick. And... Yeah, I thought it was going to be one of those games. I definitely thought it was going to be one of those games. Everyone in the chat, I love the Ryan Nugent Hopkins love. He was a monster tonight. He was a monster tonight. Five points for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Four points away from 100 points. Insanity. I Ryan Nugent Hopkins was my first ever favorite player on the Edmonton Oilers. I never in a million years imagined Ryan Nugent Hopkins getting this close to essentially t almost touching 100 points in the National Hockey League. He's top eight in NHL scoring. Three of the top eight scores in the National Hockey League play for the Edmonton Oilers. What a time to be alive. The Oilers, when they're rolling, they can absolutely smoke teams. This is what I was saying the last show that the Oilers played, Vegas. They didn't get the bounces. They didn't. They weren't crisp. They weren't urgent. They weren't clean. Every single thing that could have probably gone wrong from an Oilers perspective went wrong, and they didn't play. They played their C plus game tonight. This was an A. This was an. I would say I would give this an A or A minus. They were almost perfect. The uh, offensively, the breakouts were crisp. They were generating consistent odd man rushes. The penalty kill was great. The special teams were great. I thought for the most part, especially in that second period. You dominated Vegas. You destroyed them. It was fantastic to see. Uh, Wise Kyle Skinner was a little shaky to start. Three goals and 11 shots is Jack Campbell-like. Yep, agree. Early on, so that's kind of what I wanted to say here. So after uh, after quick stops, Leon Dressel with the paddle, Evan Bouchard, there was, I think, it, I want to say it was a Vander Kane drew the tripping call in Vegas. Uh, and then the Oilers go right to the power play. Evan Bouchard with a disgusting shot, a shot he hasn't been getting lucky with this year, all of a sudden is starting to go into him. And that goes post and in. It can't get any cleaner. It can't sound any nicer. Obviously, that was um, that was Nuge's first point, and the Oilers tie the game 1-1. Then 97, a little bit later, misses an open net with a backhand. Bukestad hits the crossbar, and it, it, the game, the pace was just crazy in the first period. Chances galore on both ends. It was, it was wild. Well, I shouldn't say that. It seemed like Vegas only had three shots in the first 10, 10 minutes, but when they did have a shot, it seemed like it was one of those grade-A chances. Um, Wisecal says, but again, not on the goalie. This is a game I think you and I will agree that you can't fault Stuart Skinner on many of the goal or any of the goals. Um, right after that, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, really hard forward check, steal, snipe, Guy's a dog. We already gave Nuge his love, even though he deserves so much more. He deserves all the praise. Um, Steel snipe. And then then after that, Kane is tripped. So that's the Kane penalty. I'm not sure what the first penalty was that gave Bouchard the power play. Um, but then when the Oilers are on the power play, they Vegas gets a clear. Evan Bouchard knocks it down around his own blue line, but he's out-muscled by William Carlson, who creates his own breakaway, skates in on Stuart Skinner, and again goes 5-hole, right? Knights tie the game up 2-2. We're still less than 10 minutes into the game. Frantic pace. Um, going. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. And then, right after that, uh, right after that, after, after the Carlson goal, um, it, it, it was tough because that was... Two goals against on Stuart Skinner on three, just three shots. But 
they were both essentially guys on partial breaks. Now, the first goal of the game wasn't a breakaway, but he there was, it was someone completely alone in the slot. There wasn't a player within five feet of him. And then William Carlson obviously was just a complete breakaway. So, yeah, both chances were more than high danger. Those were A++++ chances, obviously. The thing is, though, Jay Woodcroft doesn't let that shorthanded goal deter him. Goes right back to the Oilers' power play, the guys who gave up that goal. And I think it was Leon Dreisaitl who got the power play goal, put the Oilers right back on top 3-2. And it's something I also noted. Evander Kane, you could tell early on in this game, looked a lot better. I was one of the many, I believe, that were worried about Evander Kane. And I still am worried. But you could see tonight the urgency, the intensity, most importantly, in which he played was abundantly clear he was hitting a lot harder right after that power play he rocked Braden McNabb who was a thorn in the Oilers side when they played just four games ago Evander Kane had how many shots did he have tonight how many shots did he have tonight let's just take a look here Evander Kane had 11 shots on goal you could tell early on I think he had five before he ended up getting on the board he wanted to get on I think when he and Yamamoto complement Drysaddle so much better. I think Kane, because Kane isn't the most fleet of foot, especially when it comes to those first three steps. He is much better off with Drysaddle, who is a lot better down low, who's, even though he has 47 goals in the year, is a passer, voted best passer in the NHL. He set up Leo, he set up a Vander Kane later on for one of the most beautiful goals I've seen. Leon undressed the entire Vegas Golden Knights team. Disgusting. He turned Alec Martinez inside out, who missed the last game he played for a personal reason. Um, sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of ignoring Chatham. So the game got me so excited that I can just run through all the goals. I oh, it was such an awesome game, such an awesome game. This was what I was talking about. This was the effort that we hadn't seen since the Oilers beat Dallas. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Wise Kyle said, I don't want to see anyone cheering for the Flames. It is tough. It is tough, but I'll have to admit I was, I was a Flames fan today. I was a Flames fan today. And this goes to show something, and we'll get back into the Oilers game in a second. I looked into LA, something I kind of brought up on the last show, but I wanted to see, since the All-Star break, I know the Los Angeles Kings have had the best record in the NHL, but of the all the wins that they have gotten, only six of them have come against playoff teams, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, so just bear with me. They beat uh, Winnipeg twice, they beat Pittsburgh, they beat the Islanders twice, and they beat Colorado. I believe those are the only six playoff teams they have beaten since the All-Star break. Everyone else, they're beating up. They beat the Flames. They beat Columbus. They're, and again, I'm, I'm not looking at their schedule, so I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. But the LA Kings, make no mistake, they are a very good team. They're getting crazy good results right now. The Edmonton Oilers are also a very good team. I cannot understate how jacked up I am to see these guys play on Thursday. You have Leon and Connor now. And Connor, by Connor standards, I know he, I believe he had three points tonight, didn't have necessarily one of those Connor McDavid above and beyond best player on the ice by a country mile games. He was around it, don't get me wrong, he's phenomenal every single time he touches the ice. But we all know what those 
patented McDavid games, like Game Seven against LA in the playoffs last year, like just where McDavid takes over. We're start, we're seeing that now from Drysaddle. Drysaddle, this is the Leon Drysaddle we all expected at the beginning of the year, and he is dominating, dominating. This is one of the best stretches of play we've seen from Leon in in a long, long time. He's going to the playoffs with two legs. Nurse tonight, I thought was really good. I thought CC for the most part was um as good as you can expect. Uh, it was it, it was really good. And the big bear laugh and the uh, Connor had a quiet three point night. But yeah, no, it, that that's definitely how it felt. MGD Wow Skinner finished with an eight eighteen save percentage. See, now the thing is, if the Oilers are playing a team like the Los Angeles Kings, who if you remember, Mike Smith had a crazy save percentage in the playoffs last year. And besides Game One against LA, he was really good. But the thing about teams like LA and Carolina and Calgary is they're the old, they're what we call or what some people like to call Corsi merchants, where they're they shoot from everywhere and anywhere, right? Calgary is like twenty-two losses where they outshoot teams by ten plus shots. But Calgary's shooting twenty feet out from the outside. It's when in doubt, just get it on net, right? And you're consistently making easy saves to the goaltender um, to to kind of they kind of raise up his save percentage. Stuart Skinner tonight didn't face much, but when he did face something, it was a relatively decent opportunity for the Vegas Golden Knights. There were definitely a few breakdowns uh, that you that I'm sure Jay Woodcroft would like to clean up. Again, Evan Bouchard was minus two. Um, I know it was probably a little tough because I saw Jay Woodcroft was rotating, obviously because they had seven defensemen, wasn't just rotating like left the through the uh through the right or the left defenseman sorry there there was a lot of times where you'd see nurse and broberg playing together you would see uh i saw nurse and ekholm playing together at some points i saw kulak and tc like he was the defense was just consistently all over the place 38 people watching thank you for pointing that out dennis i'm so into the game i can't even i can't even think about that but uh 38 people watching only eight likes yeah let's hit that like button what was the score tonight tomorrow was seven four let's flip it around let's aim for 47 likes so when i check back tomorrow i want to see 47 likes on the video oh we got 21 likes now not eight dennis i don't know what button you're looking at but yeah no let's aim for 47 score reversed we hit 47 by tomorrow at noon and I don't know. We'll do something cool on the next show. But yeah, let's let's get back into it. Obviously, the first period, the Oilers were definitely the better team. They probably deserved to be up by a bit more. But, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. They were only up 3-2. And then, starting in the second period, Broberg's pass to Nurse from behind the net. Uh, he's tied up with Kessel. Bounces right out into slot to Michael Amadio who shoots on Skinner. Skinner makes the first save, but he's down and out. There's no one around to tie up Amadio, and Amadio is able to tuck home the rebound. So, yeah, Vegas ties at 3-3, and you're like, oh, man, Edmonton played so good, but, of course, Vegas comes out early, ties it up. Is a really rough go. There wasn't really much Darnell Nurse could do there, I believe, because Phil Kessel was kind of all over him at that point. So, yeah, that, that's just a tough one. That's just a tough bounce on a tough play, and it, you kind of just roll with it. But right after that, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, hard work. And this is probably the goal that I saw Vegas fans on Twitter were complaining a lot about Jonathan Quick. The only goal that I would actually fault Jonathan Quick for was the next goal that happened, was the Darnell Nurse goal. Essentially, Warren Fogle does really good work to carry the puck in through the neutral zone and through the blue line. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, obviously an elite offensive talent, generational player. Some call him one of the top, maybe a top 100 player of all time. I guess that's up for you to decide. Surefire Hall of Famer, though. Absolutely. If the Oilers ever win the Stanley Cup, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, first bout Hall of Famer, done deal. But gets the puck, obviously, to the corner where Darnell Nurse kind of takes a blind one-timer through the five-hole. 
And yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes that that's definitely a weak goal, probably one that Jonathan Quick would have to want back. But again, the Oilers were peppering Vegas. Like Vegas, I know they scored. They got some lucky goals. They got some lucky bounces here. They capitalized on every defensive lapse essentially the Oilers had, which up until that point, which wasn't many. And yeah, it was it was four three at that point. So the Oilers were cruising. I believe halfway through the game, the shots were 20 for Edmonton, 10 for Vegas. Uh, you could tell Evander Kane at this point really wanted to get off the schneid. Um, Stevenson missed a wide open net from Theodore. They always got some luck there. Oh, sorry. I keep neglecting chat. I start getting into it. But hey, Liss, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you, Dennis, in chat. Um... No, guys, yeah, man, the Oilers are a wagon. I'm so jacked up talking about this team. I get so excited. This was such a phenomenal game. I cannot wait until they play the fraudulent LA Kings. Man, and again, Corpusella played good tonight. He did. Markstrom outgoalied him. What does that say? But, oh, man, drop my pen. Drop my fidget thing. But, yeah. Listowd, we have always been a wagon. Third best also in the cup. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is also, and what I want to say, you play like you did tonight, it doesn't, and this might be a hot take, it does not matter what goaltender is in there. You play like you did tonight. And Vegas is a good team. Vegas has been one of the hottest teams in the NHL, and you fed them their lunch. The only reason you lost them in overtime is because you were significantly unlucky not to win that game. You did not, you gave them your C-plus game. You come back with your A game, and look at what you do to them. Look at what you do to them. Logan Thompson's hurt. It's Laurent Brassois looked a little bit better. I think well, he, I shouldn't say a little bit. He 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 didn't get as he didn't get tested nearly as much at that point. The Oilers were already winning by three goals when he when when Laurent Brassois went in, and then Kulak sniped on him out of the penalty box. Just disgusting. Brett Kulak on a partial break out of the box. How often does that happen? You just all the Vegas fans left the building at that point. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, second period, after Nugent Hopkins scores, there were chances the Oilers were getting at generating a ton of odd man rushes. Their Hyman tripped numerous times, no call, whatever. What can you do? Uh, why is Kyle? I'm an open Oilers hater, but I must admit, offensive juggernaut teams are the best thing to happen in hockey, so I'm slowly becoming an Oilers apologist. Oh, oh my God. I, 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 I don't even know where to start with that. I don't even know where to start with that. I, it's so crazy to me. I, I know so many people I see, like, across Canada, just... They, they don't like the Edmonton Oilers, whether it's Leafs fans on Twitter, Jets fans, Canucks fans. And I just don't understand how that's even possible. How can you sit there with a smile on your face, all these smart people, and cheer against the two best players in the NHL? How Like, I don't understand how you can watch Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl and not just have the biggest smile on your face. They are disgusting together the power play for the oilers is better than the 78 or 77 78 montreal canadians who as bob Stoffer pointed out on the broadcast were playing teams like the worst team in the nhl history the washington capitals right who had like seven wins on the year they were just piling up the goals on them right so the Oilers are just so dominant it's so much fun toronto of the west we went to the state we went to the same we went to the conference finals last year swept by colorado Lost every single game, I believe, by elite by only one. Every game except for game two by one goal. Last game was in overtime. Last two games, I believe, were in overtime. Um, and again, that the, that Colorado team was one of the best best teams in the last twenty years, right? No shame in losing to them. The Oilers are significantly better than they were last playoff run. Significantly better. Um, Matias Ekholm is a monumental upgrade on Duncan Keith. Evan Bouchard is a top-pairing defenseman. 
flat out fantastic. Uh, Elias Patterson got a hat. I, Elias Patterson isn't better. Elias Patterson would be the fourth best player on the Edmonton Oilers. I, I don't, I do, I don't care about Elias Patterson. But um, what was uh, God damn it? I got off my train of thought. I got off my train of thought. I got off my train of thought. Um, but yeah, right after middle of the second period, Leon Drysdale undresses all of Vegas. We kind of walked through this goal already. Turnstiles Alec Martinez right to Evander Kane, who at this point, that's an empty net pretty much, tucks it home, gets off the Schneid, four games without a point. And yeah, no. Kane finally gets rewarded for the hard work that he put this game right. We talked about it earlier. 11 shots on goal. I believe he played 17 minutes. Looked significantly better. This is the Evander Kane that we should will see in the playoffs. And super excited. If he can play like this, no problems at all there. And then, just to top it off, Oilers get another power play. Uh, are they? Uh, I can't remember who it was. I believe it was Zach Whitecloud. Cross-check Nick Bugstad fell over uh, behind the Vegas net. And that, then that looked like he took a real chunk out of him. He definitely got his money's worth out of that, um, out of that penalty. But, again, uh, the Oilers go... The Oilers... <laughs> I keep getting distracted by chat, guys. Usually, it's just, we got MGD. We got everyone discussing the Oilers, but... Oh man, there's a, there's a little bit more going on. List. Anyways, time to jump on Game Over Winnipeg and scream into the void. Have a fun rest of your show, XOXO. I will have a blast. I feel sorry for you. Not really. But thanks for joining. Thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping by. I'll absolutely repay you. You'll see me. Um, I don't know. If, I might feel bad. I don't even want to go in and shit on the Jets in your chat. I feel bad. I, I couldn't cheer for a team like that. Just not a lot of fun. I know the Oilers caused me a lot of mental anguish as well. But the thing is, just like if you guys want to go and watch any broadcast that I did this year, I suggest going to take a look at the one I did against Anaheim. It was also a solo show. The Oilers lost to the Anaheim Ducks. And that was the rock bottom for me this season. That was absolute rock bottom. And I was so devastated. But for me to feel that sad, in turn allows me to feel this happy after a game like this, right? You can't feel this happy and this jacked up and watching those play this well without feeling that sad and having those valleys in December or January or whenever that game was, right? So you see them, and, I, and even in that game, I called it. Even in that broadcast, if you go back and watch it, I called their guys like, they're probably going to finish second. They're probably going to finish third in the Pacific. But right now, I think at that point, they were out of the playoffs and it looked, it looked really bad. But man... Is this team so much fun? I love the Oilers. Not even close to Toronto of the West. Not even close. Significantly better. Toronto's best player is Mitch Marner, who has like 90, has less points than Ryan Dijon Hopkins. Not even in the same stratosphere. Not even in the same stratosphere. But yeah, the Oilers go back on the power play, obviously, automatic. Zach Hyman tucks it home. Kane 300, Dry 300, Connor 300 on Thursday. Yeah, Connor's going to take over the game. On Thursday, 100%, without a doubt. Yeah. The Oilers will want to win that game. They're more jacked up for that game than I am. That game will be must-watch TV. Mark my words. It will be fantastic. Todd McClellan, for him, beating the Oilers is his Stanley Cup. He reminds me... I'm not sure how many of you guys are basketball fans, but Todd McClellan playing the Oilers reminds me so much of Dwayne Casey when he coaches against the Toronto Raptors for the Detroit Pistons. I remember the Raptors, even with their championship team back in 2019, could not beat the Detroit Pistons. 
just because Dwayne Casey, that was Dwayne Casey's NBA championship. It was beating the Raptors. And that's what I see from Todd McClellan every game. That is his balls to the wall. That's where Todd McClellan has all the money on the board. They're going all up. They're trapping up everything. They're clogging up. They're making it so hard for the Oilers to convert offensively. It's going to be a slog. It is going to be tough. The Oilers have not beaten LA this year. They're 0-2 against them. Although they played them earlier in the year during their tough stretch. Now they're clicking. They added a Norse god on the back end. Um, it's going to be a blast. A blast on Thursday, and I can't wait for that show. Let's kind of just wrap up the rest of the points here about the game, and we'll we'll just go into, in, in, into the chat and just see what's up. But, <laughs> yeah, you can tell I'm a lot more jacked up than the, than the last couple shows. Phenomenal. You guys want to go ahead and hit that like button again. Just me tonight, late night. Thank you all for joining me. I know there's only 28 here now, so late night obviously um but yeah uh yeah so the third period starts obviously jonathan quick not in net they kind of give him the mercy pull there laurent passois but uh kulak trips McNabb early vegas kills the power play vegas's power play is garbage and like the oilers penalty kill is nothing to write home about usually but oh my god they like i did not feel nervous when vegas had a power play once this game not once was i like oh man there's a real chance that they jump back in this game and you know bring the game a little bit closer no never not once maybe on that power play in the third period seemed the most dangerous when they were already behind by about three goals but full credit to Stuart Skinner after that third period when the game was close when it was uh, a little contentious he stood he stood up and I thought he made his best saves on that power play besides the one save that I didn't talk about in the third first period where he kind of cross free slid across with the glove and fell over caught it whatever how do you do? But yeah, Kulak out of the box after that power play scores on the scores on the rush. Made that was phenomenal. And then Marcia so later tags on a garbage time goal where the Oilers definitely lost track of their defensive coverage. That's the type of thing the Oilers still probably need to clean up, right? It's those details in the game. It's right at the start and it's right at the it's right at the end. It's when they're a little bit they're not fully focused. They're not one hundred percent in the game yet, right? They're at the start of the game, I don't know what it is. It seems like lately it's been another thing. This was a problem early on, but the other team jumping out, converting, whether you have your first line or your fourth line on the ice, it's kind of the same story. First shot, first goal, first couple shots, first goal, the other team leads one nothing, and you're chasing the game. Obviously, it's not an issue when you have a guy who has like 142 points in the year. I digress. But you can't chase the game, obviously, because... Uh, all the time and I, I i'm getting a little cocky i'm getting a little crazy i shouldn't i believe in karma i shouldn't i shouldn't go nuts today but um mcdavid back on pace clifford reynolds says mcdavid back on pace for 156 points one better than eisenman oh man i hope he gets there leon's three away from 50 nuge four away from 100 the personal milestones cannot come soon enough yeah i think mcdavid will have a big game on thursday then we got the anaheim games and it will be Really interesting to see what happens there. Um, yeah, I already talked about how I think Evander Kane looks a lot better with Leon Drysaddle, who plays the game obviously significantly slower than Connor McDavid because no one plays as fast as Connor McDavid. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know what to say about Connor. What a mutant. Guy is unbelievable. Like, you cannot say anything about him. He is the best player. He's the third best player to ever play in the NHL. And I know I say that all the time, but I can't hammer that point home enough. Theo has finished the game with 39 shots on goal. For 
I think in the first two periods, Vegas only had 12 shots on goal. Like, that is when the Oilers are best. And not everyone likes to say, oh, the Oilers are weak defensively. I think we all know that's not necessarily true. I know Jason Greger wrote an article for Oilers Nation uh, today where he kind of pointed out that, yeah, in March, they've kind of fallen a little bit back defensively. But for the last three months, they were actually like a top five or ten team in the NHL in terms of expected goals against. Like, they were playing really good defense for a significant portion of time here. Um, so yeah, they've definitely fallen back, but this is kind of that peak Oilers style defense here where you're just so dominant, where you have the Derek Ryan, Matthias Yanmark, Nick Bugstads, the Warren Fogels cycling in the Vegas zone, that well McDavid and Dreisel are on the bench resting. Are you kidding me? If those guys are cycling and then you're bringing out those fresh legs that can obviously always dominate, you are going to be a tough out for any team in the NHL. Now I know the LA Kings are built to be the anti-Oilers, but I don't know. Again, playoffs 50-50. You always lost to Chicago in the playoffs, right? Anything can happen. But I like this team a lot. I thought Yamamoto played one of his better games in a long time. I thought, again, I was very happy with the play of Candy Yamamoto. Yamamoto looks like he was rewarded with an assist on that disgusting Evander Kane goal where Drysaddle kind of did all the work. Uh, Hyman had, uh, had, you know, that power play goal. Kulak. What else is there to say? What else is there to say? Anything in the chat you guys want to talk about? Anything I missed? Wise Cal says, Kulak the Snipe, OMG, what's going on? I kind of missed it. I kind of missed it. Uh, Minister says, as a UK fan, it sucks to have to watch the game at 3 a.m., but it rules waking up to a win like this. Oh, man, I feel for you. I couldn't imagine what it would be like um, living in a time zone like that. Because I sit here, and I remember when the Oilers played Arizona back on that TNT game, on, I think a couple of Wednesdays ago, where they started the game. The puck drop was like at almost at 9 p.m. Mountain. I was furious. But I am so spoiled, to be honest, even just to have my latest puck drop be at 9 o'clock. Even the Eastern fans out in Toronto, I don't understand. If you're an Oilers fan out in the Eastern time zone, you're watching games that routinely start at 9, 10 o'clock. Like, how you guys do that? Like, this game for you guys would have started at 10, 10, something like that. Man, that's rough. Like, I know for myself, for my day job, I got to wake up at like 6 a.m. So it is, when I play, when I have games like this, especially on a back-to-back it can be rough. It can be rough. And I don't understand how you guys do it, but um, I love it. Everyone outside of Toronto can see that Marner is their best Leafs player. Yeah, I mean, I'm an Austin Matthews fan. I, I'll admit, a lot of people, and I know sometimes we like to joke about Toronto, and I know it's kind of sacrilege in this market to say, oh, like, I am, I like the Leafs. I have a soft spot for the Leafs. Do I find it funny sometimes when they lose? Absolutely. But when they're not playing the Oilers, I have a tough time not cheering for them. I like Austin Matthews. I really do. I don't understand how anyone, even last year, thought he was remotely close to Connor McDavid. It's just flat out not true. You're not watching the Oilers if you think that. But they're probably the team I watch the second most. I like. I like the Toronto Maple Leafs. I really like Nylander. I like Marner. Marner this year has been the best Leaf. If you say uh, anything other than that, you're wrong. You're just biased. But... Yeah, Michael Kerber says, I'm late, but we should we start to worry about our goaltending? And that's something that I wanted to get into. That is something that I wanted to get into. So, there in any playoff series, there's going to be runs of offense for the other team. That's just how hockey works. The Oilers can't dominate every game. We've seen that this season. They can't dominate every period. They can't dominate every minute. The Oilers are going to need one of their goaltenders obviously at this point in time it's most likely Stuart Skinner 
to uh, make some saves uh, on some grade A chances, to stop some pucks that probably should be going in the net, to stop some, to stop some, you know, high danger chances. Now, if the Oilers can maintain a, pay, a pace of play like they did tonight to play games in a series um, at, at eleven and seven, fast, urgent, quick, just pressuring the the other team's defense consistently that with awesome neutral zone defense, uh, then I don't. I think you can win a playoff series against any team in the Pacific with this goaltending. Ideally, you would like Stuart Skinner. And again, I don't want to fault him on any of the goals that went in, but I wish that he made... Ideally, he makes at least two of those saves, if that makes sense, you know? Like, it. I don't want to sit here and blame him, but... You would like those saves, if if that makes sense. If if that makes sense, it's a really hard fit, and I know I'm kind of on the fence. I'm not picking a side, but I think this is probably one of the toughest games to say. Oh my God, Stewart had a a uh, what what was his save percentage in eight eighteen save percentage? Oh, he was horrible because I don't think that was necessarily the case. I wouldn't say he was fantastic by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think he was. Bad. I thought on the penalty kill when they really needed him to make a save, he did. The two at the beginning of the game, though, the back-to-back five-hole goals, and I know one was a breakaway that was on a shorthanded chance, right? Like, really tough. Ideally, those breakdowns just don't happen, but it's hockey. They're going to happen. Uh, LA was, I I turned on the Flames broadcast for two seconds just to see what the score was, and I heard Kelly Rudy say, like, oh, it's still these LA games, these LA giveaways are so uncharacteristic. I don't know if it is. Every team makes giveaways. It's just a matter of getting that those saves. So you got a little bit, got to just be a little bit luckier at the end of the day than the other team. So to make a long point short, to make a long point short, I am not worried about the goaltending at this point in time. Now, ideally, the Oilers don't have that many games left. I know they have the two against the Kings now. And that's pretty much all that matters. Now, the standings tonight, because LA lost and because Vegas lost in regulation, are significantly closer. The Oilers are only one point behind the LA Kings, and they're three points behind Vegas. If you beat LA in regulation on Thursday, you are now the second place in the division, and you have home ice in the series over LA. So, I would go back to Stuart Skinner against LA. I don't think there's any debate there. Then, the Oilers' next game would be against the Anaheim Ducks. I would go to Campbell for that game. Then you play the, the Kings again. I go back to Skinner. Then you play the Ducks again. I go back to Campbell. I was originally on board with the plan of just running with Stu uh, for most of the games here, but I want to get him some rest. He's had a kid. He's def- probably played more intense hockey than he's ever played at any point in his career, and I know he's been on a WHL uh, playoff runs, and I believe he went to the Memorial Cup, but I might be wrong about that. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, it's probably the most intense hockey at a time when he's at home, probably staying up late with his newborn baby and trying to get sleep wherever he can. And it's it's a stressful time in his life. So I would try and run Jack wherever you can. Although both games against the Kings, those are the only two guaranteed Stuart Skinner starts for me. But come game one of the playoffs where they're playing the Vegas Golden Knights, the Seattle Kraken, or the Los Angeles Kings, I go to Stuart. I go to. Stuart Skinner. And I and I knew why Kyle was gonna be in the in the comments talking about that. Last night, if you look at the save percentage on the deflection, uh he has a 933 and a 940 on the season, which is about average of which Campbell is an 871. 
okay, now I understand what you're saying, but, dude, like, did you see, like, deflections happen? Like, you can't say, well, without slap shots, uh, Jack Campbell is a 955. Like, I get it. It's a great stat. I hope Campbell plays better. Campbell got them the win last night. That's all that matters. He was player of the game. But at this point in time, and I might just, I, and I wish I had more numbers to base it on, but I apologize. I was watching the game came in here and I didn't, I didn't come that prepared. Maybe before the next broadcast, I'll try and prepare some more actual numbers to back up my point. I just feel more comfortable as an Edmonton Oilers fan with Stuart Skinner in net. I would love for Jack Campbell to come out in the next couple games against Anaheim, maybe even. I don't know because it's not the, the strict, the best competition and prove me wrong, but I think most Oilers fans feel that way. Now, yes, there, then we kind of talked about that game uh, against LA. It's coming up real soon. It's coming up on Thursday. I'll be back here with Dennis. Uh, it's 11.20. Let's just see how many people are watching here. We got 34 watching. We got 38 likes. You guys, one more time, you want to hit like, you want to hit subscribe. If you're if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, go ahead. Give us a five-star review. Be greatly appreciated. Um, but yeah, beyond that, the Oilers won pretty convincingly 7-4 over the Vegas Golden Knights. I want to thank MGD for coming back. Wise Kyle as always. Clifford Reynolds there. Uh, Liss, obviously, for coming in earlier. Just, just dropping a tiny bit of Oilers slander. Dennis for popping in a little bit. Michael. Uh, let's just go up, see if I can hit on anyone else. Are we you know, going to? I guess we're chatting up a storm. David came in for a little bit. Dark Fighters was here. Dreams, man. Thomas Schmidt. Hope they can keep this momentum. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, thank you guys as always. Weiskel says, if you look at the goals against above expected for the best goalie there was this year was Matt Berlin. You know what? Okay. That's that's it. That's what we got to do. Matt Berlin, game one starter for the Edmonton Oilers. I don't think there's any debate about that. Well, I think I think that's a good point to end it out there. I think we would start getting into peak randomness if we kept the show going anymore. So I appreciate all you guys coming back and hanging out with me. It's always it's always a little weird when you're, when you're the only host, right? You're I'm sitting in my room yelling into the abyss, just reading your guys' chats. So I, I I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate each and every single one of you for coming and joining me after a game like it was tonight. Absolutely a blast for myself. I hope I made it just your night a little better. I hope I made it fun for you guys. Uh, can't wait. I hope you guys are in chat next game because I know Kings fans are always contentious. So I'm not looking forward to it if the Oilers lose. But other than that, like I said before, I'm so jacked up. Oilers win 7-4, Vegas Golden Knights. Until then, let's hope you all have a good night and play La Bamba, baby. I'll see you on Thursday.